welcome to this new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Homa, and I welcome you to listen to this podcast about narcissism in general, toxic relationships, and ways to deal with them and to save ourselves, but most importantly, seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse. I hope you enjoy and find this episode and the upcoming ones enjoyable and insightful in any way shape or form and i thank you very much for listening now let's get started if you haven't heard about anger it's the easiest way to make your podcast let me tell you why first of all it's free you pay no fee whatsoever it's absolutely totally free There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And most of all, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Well, the most important thing is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Well, what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe and make your own podcast. It's free. So today's episode is a little bit uh, special and precious to me and I hope it is going to be precious and special for you as well. And today's episode is going to be another one of my favorites, and hopefully yours as well. And it's among the Personal Bill of Rights series, and it's the right number 10. And that is, let me read it real quick. And that is that I have a right... To have my needs and wants respected by others, and that is treated in a decent fashion. Who wouldn't want to have their needs and wants respected, but also, most importantly, um, you know, not belittled or not made fun of or not criticized by others? Because a lot of the times we find ourselves in toxic relationships where we feel like our needs and wants are just never uh, respected. And we feel like we feel like pretty much they are negligible and useless. And oftentimes the abuser will tell us or uh, make us think subconsciously that our needs and wants were are never deserving to be respected in any way shape or form and that is that sucks that really sucks badly and because we're terrified of the reaction of the abuser oftentimes we neglect our own wants and needs and we think that maybe they shouldn't be respected maybe we should not consider our wants and needs in the first place maybe uh, we're better off without them But we have to realize that the abuser has their role of pretty much a scripted 
that the abuser has quote unquote the right or is um, obliged to control every aspect of our lives, including um, having to respect our wants and needs. And it's difficult to say because because one of the very challenging things that an abuser has to face and have to acknowledge is that someone else is worthy of having their wants and needs met as well as respected just as theirs. No, they don't see it that way. The abuser only sees themselves as the, you know, the inferior, the, I mean, the individual who is superior, who who has the most authority, who has the final word, who has the final um, take on everything, and the victim basically has nothing to say or do, because simply they are inferior and they cannot think for themselves. And they can do this pretty much. Um, toxic parents, for example, they will do this to their children. And because childhood represents purity and innocence and ignorance, the children do not know what's going on. So obviously they're going to blindly believe their parents' um, uh, how to say it? cold-heartedly. Hold heartedly. There's a there's a specific expression, but they're gonna believe their parents so blindly, and they're gonna follow them, and they're gonna follow each and every rule that they make, without having second thoughts or critical thinking, or because children are never really trained to critical think, they accept whatever comes their way, because they don't have. Uh, the skill to critically think and analyze things yet, okay? Being a child, being a child is only, I mean, being a child is innocent and pure and doesn't really have the uh, immune system strong enough to detect flaws in the system that they are raised in. So, Obviously, children are going to follow, despite the fact that um, the system is flawed. And so, uh, being raised with that way, being raised in that way, that um, the wants and needs of the children are never really supposed to be met growing up, uh, they will realize that there's something wrong with the system and they shouldn't be treated this way. And they try to question it. They try to question the system. They try to criticize the system. They try to fix it, adjust it to the reality of things. But with dominance of toxic parents, it seems impossible. And they don't tell you straight up that your needs and wants should never be met or respected. But they make you feel guilty over, for example, mentioning one time when you're arguing with your parents that your needs and wants um should shouldn't be really acknowledged or considered because that is that would be too selfless of them because um they have spent all their life taking care of you feeding you warming you 
teaching you, providing you with education, warmth, shelter, and everything. And now you're even telling them that your wants and needs should be met. Um, they're going to argue with the fact that it's too much for them to handle. I mean, since your childhood, it's already too much. And now you're asking for more. Uh, you're asking for your needs and wants to be met and respected. And that is too much for them to handle. And so they're going to obviously reject your request if you ever um, you know, ask them to do it. Even in just you know a gentle manner, in a way that is rational and self-explanatory, they're not gonna like it much, because, like I said, they would think it was it is too much for them, and you're just being too spoiled as a human being who, um, shouldn't, should not really, um, be selfish when it comes to the parents' needs because. A lot of times the abusers will put themselves first and they will uh, put the attention back to themselves. And so whatever, whenever you try to argue and present your point uh, regards to, in regards to your wants and needs to be met and respected, and it's nothing really much, you know, when you think about needs and wants to be respected it's not much it's just something as easy as um when you need emotional help or whenever you're panicking you need someone to calm you down whenever you're stressed out you need someone to um get you back to the present moment and stop stressing over the past pre uh, or the future um for example whenever you're angry or frustrated or having bad emotions, you need someone to reassure you that everything is okay and everything um, has a rough patch, but then at the end of the day, there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel and stuff like that. Um, for example, emotional uh, help or or things that you want, you know, things that uh, belong under the umbrella of the entertainment, for example, uh, some movies, some music, uh, albums, I don't know, just anything really, and, or, I'm sorry, as an adult child, when you're trying to grow up, and you want to move out, for example, uh, you want some sort of, um, separation time for yourself and for your psyche, so that you can think clearly, uh, you want a car, per perhaps, for example, if you uh, study in a campus that is away from home, then you need a, a, a vehicle to uh, move to that campus in a comfortable manner. Uh, you need a car, or you probably want a car, things like that. Um, they just think it's too much. And then what they will do usually, they will restrict the uh things that allow you to do so say for example money they will control the money they will make it seem impossible to get for example a car that's going to help you commute safely and comfortably from and to the campus and from and to home where you live with your parents for example if you still haven't moved out um 
you know, they will restrict and limit um, the resources available, the resources available for you to, for example, raise money and um, be, you know, um, financially, for example, um, able to purchase a car, for example. Of course, they will do this because they will want to establish their authority and they want to, as I said, have the last word over everything. So part of being a, you know, a victim of toxic parents, for example, is the fact that you have to be extremely patient, but also in, in your head, like deeply within your subconscious mind, you have to know and you have to admit this to yourself every single day and you have to repeat this you know, to yourself, that you have a right, absolutely, you do have a right for your wants and needs to be respected and to be treated in a decent fashion. You deserve to be treated in a decent manner because you're a human being after all. You have um, strong qualities, but you also have some flaws that may need some you know, work on them to probably um, enhance them or, you know, uh, help you grow and become a better person. You know, things like that should be respected and should be um, treated in a decent fashion. They should not be constantly criticized, made fun of, belittled, just because that person acts or behaves or thinks that way or have specific wants and needs or even just compare them to their siblings just because they have these weird unusual wants and needs because the parents may think that well sometimes parents favor a child over another but um it's not an excuse for a parent to make fun of one of their children's wants and needs and to compare them to their siblings because they think that their siblings wants and needs are more worthy of attention and care. And it's really just stupid. You really have to think about that because they're your child eventually. You're going to have to respect their wants and needs even if they're the least favorite child of yours. And we, as parents, it's faulty for them to do that, but it's... It's common, it's pretty common for parents to, um, you know, have a favorite child, the most favorite child, and then the less favorite child, and then the least favorite child. Um, it's unfortunately common, but it, it shouldn't be like that when it comes to children, because that would make them feel like they're on a competition to win the satisfaction of parents. And even if a child has the quote-unquote weird uh, wants and needs, they want to be respected and, uh, you know, not made fun of or not belittled or not shamed for them or not criticized, you know, at least do not compare them to their siblings' wants and needs. Because eventually everyone has their own tendencies and... Uh, what they want, what they like, what they dislike. And um, being in that position as a child, 
who's quite different from their siblings, they should be respected as well and they should be treated in a decent manner that reminds them that they're human beings as well. They're not they're not aliens eventually. They're human beings and they deserve to be treated in a fair well at least if not fair then at least decent fashion in a decent way in a respectful admiring uh positive way um because every each every and each every oh my god each and every one of us has the right to get their wants and needs respected and treated in a decent fashion so that they can feel like they matter in this world they can feel like they have a role to play in this world they don't feel like they're useless or hopeless or they're better off dead you know um, a lot of the times the people who commit suicide is because of these thoughts they have a consistent thought pattern of um them being useless them being absolutely worthless because of what they made to feel what they're made to feel by their toxic parents for example or friends or relatives or even co-workers and bosses and colleagues that whatever it is that they want and look for in life has no meaning and has um, no importance in this world and therefore if they keep thinking about this every single day every single hour of every single day they're not gonna appreciate life anymore they just want to end their lives and they want to and they're gonna want to commit suicide and that is pretty bad that sounds very much uh sad and absolutely tormenting to hear but to some degree at least there should be some sort of respect and decency when it comes to someone's choices and uh, things that you know choices and tendencies towards the thing that they like or dislike and towards their wants and needs who doesn't want their wants and needs to be appreciated or at least just not criticized or judged badly or you know mocked or compared to others just because theirs are quote-unquote weird so yeah so the episode has ended here and you can guess this is my goodbye speech (laughs) no just kidding i hope you found this episode insightful to some degree you can always like comment favorite share and even subscribe to this podcast here on anchor or any other platform like podbean stitcher spreaker acast and others i would also appreciate your support for a very small monthly fee if you'd like If you have any topic suggestion, question, or some kind of feedback you'd like to share, don't hesitate to send me a brief voice message on the Anchor uh, webpage of the podcast. I will take care of it. To conclude, this was Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maram Berhoma, and I will see you in the next episode.